You're listening to The Science of Superpowers with Tonya Dawn Reclar. Listen here, read the book, and dive into the experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Science of Superpowers. I'm really excited to be here today. I have with us Dr. Precious Boyle. Hi, Precious. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? How's it going? Fabulous, fabulous. I've been looking forward to this conversation. Precious is something else. So if you go to her side and you look around for a little bit, you're going to see, I mean, you're going to feel her heart in this, right? Her her side is silentrocked.com. And she is all about getting into the heart of things, right? The heart of us, the heart of people. What are we doing? Is it working for us, right? Really helping us see that that is a line we can follow to, to have a more rich, full experience of our life and to more fully express how we are, right? And sometimes it takes a little bit for us to figure that out. And so we're going to talk a lot about that today as we talk about how Dr. Precious Boyle reminds us to speak up. And so thank you for joining us today, Precious. I'm going to read our support statement. The Superpower Network celebrates Black History Month in honor of priceless contributions to the betterment and welfare of us all. Let's shine brightly on the 2023 theme of resistance as we uplift the efforts of so many who endeavored against great odds to show us the light. May we walk side by side to heal the past so we can step forward together. We love you, love each other. Precious, welcome and thank you so much for being here. And we're going to say, what are your superpowers and how do you use them for good? I love, first of all, I love the idea of naming them superpowers because that's exactly <laughs> what they are and how I use them. Um, I think synergism is, is mm, one of my superpowers. Nice. So a lot of what I do is bringing people together. So mm. literally like it can be a conference and after the conference, I'm pinging all the people I met and was like, Hey, let's hop on a zoom and talk about all the things. <laughs> or like, even just in random conversations, I bring people together for the good, for whatever mm. the purpose might be. So synergism, I think, is definitely a part of my, uh, one of my superpowers. Um, the other, I think, is connection. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes, um, especially in coaching or in speaking, I'm looking for a connection and I'm looking to make a connection. And that connection then becomes like the foundation of everything else. Beautiful. Uh, so yeah, that that connection and that trust that happens in connection. So definitely synergism and connection, I think, are are my top two superpowers that show up in probably every single area of my life and especially in the work that I do. Brilliant. Brilliant. I love that. It takes me back to um, Justin and I, my husband. We met teaching at the Counter Intel Special Agent course and we taught, get the we taught in group out group dynamics which I brought forward from intercultural communication and critical race theory and everything else to bring into the space of like, look, like just exactly what you're talking about. I mean, they're teaching rapport and everything else. And in that world, it's all different language, right? It's, but essentially it's what you're talking about. Like, what are our commonalities, yeah. right? What are the things that make us more similar than less? And, and, and can we sort of build from there? Right. And so, so I love that, that that's in the work that you do. And so talk to us a little bit about Silent Rock. What a phenomenal name. Like, tell us where that came from and what, what the, the passion was behind that. Yeah. So Silent Rock comes from the passage in the Bible where um, literally um, Jesus is, is saying, like, if they don't speak up, the rocks will cry out. 
Mm. I don't want rocks to cry out. I want us to be living and being who we say we are and what we represent and living out loud, whatever that is, so that we are not like seeing rocks cry out for us and saying what we should be saying with our words and with our actions. So that's where the, the silent rock came from. Um, that's yeah. fabulous. That, you know, it's funny, it, it, part of the network, um, the idea for the network actually came from many conversations we were having, goodness, back in the um, early 2000s, that sounds like eons ago now, um, around, uh, you know, successful business people. Like we were kind of on this case study of social scientists, like who's successful and why, right? What is it? And what we found was at least success as we were defining, which was sort of a loving their life holistic, like the business is in support of a, of a world that they that they want to live in, that they want to be in and that where they shine. Um, there was this element of either a religious undertone, a spiritual undertone, some sort of belief or practice that was guiding them. And for some, it was simply just, you know, the light or, or trusting in, you know, some sort of universal concept. For a lot, it was, was a little more um, religious oriented, but there was a common thread of some belief or something that guided them through the moments when, you know, worlds are colliding and you're like, well, which are we going to choose here? And I think a lot of us hit that during the pandemic. If we didn't already have a really strong foundation, we found that that might've been really helpful. You know, we saw people responding differently because they had some sort of belief structure versus people who didn't and what that meant for them. And so it's a, it's, it's, it's interesting when we hear um, behind a lot of businesses, behind a lot of inspiration is, is exactly that some sort of belief structure that fuels it, that supports it, that gives us that extra um, courage. Yeah. I think when it's hard and, 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 you know, intellectuals, we like to throw a lot of, a lot of the religions out because it's, they're hard, they're hard to prove they're, they're messy. Yeah. But undeniably, what we found in our spaces is that through any of you know whatever you can connect into, there's there's something that gets taught about a relationship, a connection, a a confidence in the world, mm -hmm. right? And and yeah. um and then from there, right? And also the 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 people of the world, right? Like and so there's sort of this developmental process that we go through if we allow religious or spiritual beliefs to evolve us. Exactly. If yeah. we don't get too caught up in the, you know, what's true, what's not true, is it real, is not real. It's like, well, we don't no. quite know and we may never know, but that doesn't mean we can't use them. Use it. Yeah. Right. And I, it's effective. Exactly. So our, our default is that this is ministry. So when it gets hard, this is this That's is the right. ministry. I literally pray before every interaction, Lord, mm -hmm. let me just be a vessel for whatever it is this person would have me to that that you would have me to do or say that this person needs to hear or experience in our time together. Because mm -hmm. I want to make sure that this is grounded in who he is, not who I am. I'm just mm -hmm. the vessel for what it is that he's trying to get you to mm -hmm. see or experience or feel in the time we have together. That's right. And we, and we built in exclusively that way. And, and, and to your point, it, it really does allow for jumping over some pretty big hurdles. Like you're, you're world crafting, like you're basically saying I'm changing my stripes. And every time you do it, it's like, where, wait, what happened? Where did we go? And it, you know, in our world, because it's superpowers, we call it quantum leaping and shifting realities and, and all of the language that we like to use. But it's a very real experience. And we've had similar, and I would say that CFAR modality that we utilize, the creative energy field activation was born out of exactly that because 
we came, Justin and I both came from um, some sort of familiarity in a messianic tradition, right? And where, um, and I got to baptize him a few years ago, and then we baptized our daughter. And, um, and we, we, we see that in a very, um, probably a, a large scope perspective is what I would say, a unifying perspective, right? To us, um, it, we use faith and our belief structures as a unifying concept mm-hmm. in terms of like, it really is available to everybody and how we get there is, you know, guided is, is sort of what we believe. And so, so centering around a creative energy focus allows us to say, Hey, look at the, at the heart of it, what we believe is that we are all creative individuals now. And somehow that connects us into creation, creator, other creatives, right? We don't know how, like we could argue all day about the ins and outs, but at the end of it, we know somehow, some way we have a creative element. There's a spark and we believe that it's reflective of something bigger. If and we can start there, there, that's right. That's exactly right. If we can start there and share from there, now we see those commonalities. And what we found is that just the practice of being able to uh, relax into that, even yeah. if you're not sure what it means for you, yeah. provides solace, provides yeah. comfort, provides peace of mind, provides the ability to think clearly outside of a preconditioned program, right? It mm-hmm. it cuts the patterns of behavior so we can be present to what is. And to me, that is the definition of that connection. And so that's quite the little trajectory that we went on. And I love that it's coming up in the conversation around speaking up because what I got a little frustrated with was the fact that no one was admitting to it. It's like you've been successful in business, but you're not really giving credit where credit is due, which is to some sort of higher power that's guiding it through you. And we're doing people a disservice to pretend that that's not present. And and so we're, we need to cut to break because we went. Well, that was fun. That was a good little ride. I'm glad you all got to join us on that little ride. That was enjoyable. Uh, before before we cut to a break, make sure you're checking out um, Precious's work over at SilentRocks.com. Where else do you want to send people to find out more about you? Yes, Silent Rock is the perfect place um, because there's so much there, but you can also follow me always on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn. Those are the places that you'll see us living and breathing and sharing a lot there. Brilliant. I love that. And and for those of you out there, make sure you go check out Precious's stuff and get over to superpowerexperts.com if you want to learn more about CIFA and how that can work in your life to bring about a little bit more calm and confidence. Um, So we will be right back after the break. Uh, Right now, today, here on the Science of Superpowers, Dr. Precious Boyle reminds us to speak up. We will be right back following this short break. Hi, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. Are you ready to master your life? Are you looking for more calm and peace, connectedness in your relationships, more clear communication, guided thoughts, and a confidence in your ability to come up with creative solutions no matter what happens, then join us at our next experience. Go to superpowerexperts.com and get signed up today. Perfect. We're back. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Science of Superpowers. We're talking all about how Dr. Precious Boyle reminds us to speak up through her organization, Silent Rock, and her efforts in, in, in connecting us, right? Connecting us into our own emotions, into ourselves, into, into each other, and, and how we can be a little bit differently together. So Precious, we talked a little bit before about the inspiration for the idea. And I know um, your family life is a part of your existence, and that's a big part of what you do. So let's talk a little bit about how you 
Because your work is really an extension of the way you've chosen to be in the world. Would you would you say that's a fair assessment? That's so true. So true. And I'm, I really appreciate the way that you frame that, um, because a lot of what I do, literally our mantra is be who you say you are. Mm-hmm. And so I can't support people in doing that if I'm not living that. That's right. And so I, I've made a decision that this is who I want to be. Mm-hmm. And so a lot, a large part of that is like you can, for example, you can make a decision. I heard this um, a few weeks ago from Dr. Darius Daniels. He said, you can make a decision to be great, but it's the habits in between right. that will lead to greatness. Mm. And so a part of of what we do at Silent Rock is um, a a subset of our work is called Me University, where we really go into like, it is all about you. It's a Mm -hmm. safe space to really learn and develop yourself because that's where the foundation of everything else lives. So if you are not feeling connected Let's really examine like what's going on for you. What's in your soil is the way that we talk about it. What's in your soil? If we're all planted, what's in your soil? Just like the soil gives nutrients to the plant to grow. Where are you getting your nutrients? There's some things in that soil that maybe we need to till. We need to dig up. We need to see what's underneath there to see how we can get you more aligned to the life that you want to be living. And that's all in exploring and being a student of your own thoughts and your own actions. So I have to live it in order to actually support people in in getting to that space. Brilliant. I love that. And so so in your work, you you, you work with a lot of Black women. And in your experiences, what are the things that you're seeing? Like, like as you know, I, I, I don't think that the idea that we're developing ourselves is that unusual now following the pandemic. I think a lot of people are like, okay, got it, understood. And yet in different situations, right, we're all facing different types of things. And as groups, sometimes there are some shared experiences. So my question is kind of twofold and I'm setting you up. So I'm just going to let you know I'm setting you up because the, my follow-up question right, is going to be, okay, and how do we help, right? So the first question is, what are you seeing that are really some of the obstacles specific in the Black community or specifically with Black women, or even that your journey, regardless of how it came about, that as a society, we could pick up a little bit of that slack? um, Because for sure, some of us are having to move through more than others, Mm-hmm. Um, because of some of the ways we've set up our societies. And so, you know where I'm going with this. What? Where do you want to take us with it? So, so here's the thing. So in this space, from my experience and from the experiences that I'm having with a lot of the um, Black females that I coach, we've been in performance mode. Mm-hmm. We've been performing for so long. It's ingrained. Those of us who are in leadership positions, We're accustomed to performing. It's been indoctrinated that we perform. When we show up, our hair is done. It's done in a specific way. We all look like Michelle Obama. It's all together. It's all beautiful all the time. We smile. We do all the things. We perform. We're accustomed to doing that. It's literally ingrained that when we show up, we perform. And so now that the world is saying, come as your authentic self. Well, who is that? Yeah. Who who is that? Like we've been in performance mode for so long. A lot of the work that I'm doing with people is figuring out 
who who's the real you? Like we've been we've been on stage as Tina Turner, but when we come off the stage, we need to know who Anna Mae Bullock is. That's like right. those are different people, and we're living a life outside of workspaces as Anna Mae Bullock, not Tina Turner. And so, if we want to really embrace the full version of who we are, we've got to interrogate who we've been and all the ways that we've betrayed ourselves in performing. And that's hard work. That's hard work. It's easier to perform because we know what's expected. We know how people are going to respond. It's harder to really interrogate who we are, what we like, what we don't like, what we don't appreciate, what we feel is restrictive. What we feel is freeing because our definitions of freedom may be completely different. Our definitions of flexibility may be completely different. So in all the things and all the rhetoric that we're hearing now about being authentic and equity and equality and all the beautiful words, those are beautiful words. But what are the habits that as a society we're embracing? What are the habits that we're consistently defaulting to that support or that present as barriers for those of us who are trying to live that authentic life, who are trying to figure out like, who are we if we're not Tina Turner? Who is the real anime bullet? Like, who are we when we're not performing? Beautiful. I love it. And, and, and so I think inherent within that is the answer to the question, folks, is, is taking some assessment of self, right? It, what are our expectations? And these aren't easy concepts. We're talking about real abstract conceptions of self, right? Identities. And, and it's deeper than simply race, for sure. It's deeper than gender, for sure. And those are the real obvious ones we can at least start scratching at. And so you know, on a previous episode, you heard me say, if, if you're in the consciousness space or you want to expand and evolve and you're refusing to look at your relationship with race, you're probably not going to get there. And so, yeah. and that's, that's true of everything. Like there's, there's, you, we can't see anyone or anything is outside of ourselves. And that gets sticky too, because it's like, oh, you're just like me. So yay, I won this. And it's like, not quite. Yeah. So there are some steps between here and there, right folks. So tread lightly. And and recognize that we're all in journeys, right? And so it'd be really easy for me to be like, oh my gosh, don't I know it? I had this experience and you're right. I do. I feel like I'm on stage too all the time. You're absolutely right. And that's that's true. And that's very real for me. Mm-hmm. Undeniably, that is incredibly real for me. I have had my walk. I have had my stuff, you know, and we all have that piece of us that, that wants to say, yeah, but yeah, but that was me too. And so Really hear what's being said here is that yes, and there are additional components at play depending on our conditioning. And that conditioning is predicated on all kinds of things, our experiences, the societies that we're, we grow up in, the families we're exposed to, the experience, all of it. And so, and, and a lot of that, especially in the United States, is predicated on a distribution system that was heavily weighted with race and gender. And, and so we've got some, some things to, to look at and we know it. Okay. Got it. Right. So that's happening and should be happening. Needs to keep happening. We're going to keep that happening. And then we also have the, the very real scenario. These, these are people's lives. Like these are individuals and the realization that happens with that, the undergoing of that establishment of self and identity development 
is no small matter for anybody in any lifetime or existence without all of that added oppression on top of it. Right. So these are almost insurmountable odds. I remember when when the um, pandemic, you know, when all when the, the social unrest just like exploded, right? That moment in, during the pandemic when it's like, here we go, here we go, here we go. You know, we're all watching like, is this it, right? Is this the time where it kind of busts through, right? And it, it, it made a lot of headway and that it was actually really impressive. And I remember sitting there saying, you know, this is just the start. Like, this is what happens when people realize they've been lied to their whole lives about their relationship with race and gender. This is just the precursor to what's going to happen when people find out they've been lied to their whole lives about the entirety and the essence of who they are. Who they are. This is just the first wave, folks. These, yeah. This is going to be a minute that we're going to be in this together. And what I can say in the, in the studies that I've done is that there are really valuable things that we can glean from each other if we dare to sit in conversations and listen. Yeah. And yeah, so it means that we have to be developed, right? To be able to sit and listen. And that is a tribute, I think, to the work that you're doing in the world. Um, I, I, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Yeah. It, it just makes me think about a part of the path to, to getting to the place where we're having real conversations um, for me. And what I, what I start with, with a lot of my clients is working through what are our unspoken rules? Mm-hmm. What are the things that are not spoken? Like, yes, we may all be accustomed to performing, but what are the unspoken rules associated with your performance? And what are the unspoken rules associated with my performance? Because I'm fighting some battles about um, the perception of my emotions. So when I encounter emotional situations, what are the Mm -hmm. unspoken rules about my response versus your response? That's right. So we may be having some of the same battles, but we're not living by the same set of rules. Society has dealt us a hand of different rules. And so we've got to, we've got to be conscious of the unspoken rules first and really mm-hmm. say those things. What are those unspoken rules? Whether it's in the workplace or whether it's in the family, I literally talk to um, the, the, my clients and, and we talk through like, even at home, what are the unspoken rules? Who helps mm-hmm. with homework? Who cooks dinner? Was that a conversation mm-hmm. or was that like, Okay, you're the woman, so you do these things. You're the man, you do these things. Like what what how did it happen? Mm-hmm. Same things at work. Am I just based on whatever this description is for my role or are there things outside of that that you're actually expecting but you haven't spoken? Is there a way that I should do this that's unspoken that maybe I just don't know yet? Does everyone sit at their desk and eat lunch? Is that an unspoken rule? Like, I know it's not written in a handbook somewhere that we eat lunch at our desk. Mm-hmm. We don't physically get up and leave, but I see everybody doing it. So yeah, what happens if I don't, right? Right, right. So all of these little things that we think are trivial, they become unspoken rules that we start to live by. That's right. That's and it exactly creates right. barriers. It, it literally creates barriers for us that we've got to talk through. Do I do something different? Do I present as resistance in this moment? Is this an opportunity to resist? Is this an opportunity to go with the flow and conform? Is this a battle I really want to fight? I'm exhausted right. from fighting all day. Is this one of the battles I want to pick to fight today? Mm, I love it. And, and and on top of that, then you have all of the individual conditions, right? And so, so we work with these as programs and coding in the human system. Yes. 
um, because it keeps it from being so incredibly insurmountable, quite honestly. <laughs> like it's, it's, a, it's a construct that we can work with, that people feel like they can relate to. And it, it gives us the ability to say, okay, you're this, like you, you're whole and brilliant and beautiful and you're host, and you're getting to discover exactly what that is. Now, what yeah. are the programs that are running that dictate how your avatar behaves? And we even yes. separate it. Like, are we talking material world, virtual world? or vibrational world, right? Because mm. some of us play in the field and, and we're different. They're like, it's a different experience with people who can connect in vibrational spaces. It's a very, the rules are different. Everything's different there. And so we give people permission to, to have the, the, those very different experiences. It's a trick we learned from critical race theory because deconstructionism gives us the opportunity to go, okay, what is this specifically? Like, let's drill all the way down and go, what is this little itty bitty thing? And then how does it fit into the larger systemic structure of who I am? Because yeah. this over here is dictating how you express over here. And this expression over here is dictating what experiences you get to have in the world because of how that's received and reflected back to you. Mm-hmm. And most of us are completely unaware of that process. Yeah. And we are stuck in this loop of, of blame and shame. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's no way out. Like it's literally like, that's its point. Like its point is a, is a loop. Like, and it's not evil. It's kind of like our, it's like a training wheel. I think, I think it's kind of like our safety protocols. It's like, okay, you can only do this much damage until yes. you learn the rules of the next space. And then you come, Oh wow, there's this whole world. And now it's like, okay, but you got to learn the rules of this space yeah. before you can get bigger space. Right. Yeah. And in some worlds we could say, you know, that's God saying you, you, you can have the power, but you got to be able to use it. Right. Otherwise you're going to explode into a million pieces. Like it's gross. And so, you know, we can look at all the different traditions and sort of see some of the common threads of like, so we are having different experiences. Like we're these beings of something brilliant because a moment, sometimes it shines through and we're a little surprised at ourselves. We're like, wow, we're that, you know, it's great. But then we have these avatars that are like, do, 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 right. And, 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 and so we teach how to observe that. Right. And, and we think we've gotten, you know, close to being able to say, okay, this is, this is how we are. This is, this is how we operate. And these are some of the reasons why I love your approach to like, look, these are agreements, you know, and we talk about that um, in relationships, but also with self, right. What am I agreeing to that? I I don't even know I'm agreeing to. I remember my first book. I was like, so I remember I was sitting here eating ice cream. Like, do I even like chocolate ice cream? Like, who says I like chocolate? I like, where did I, how did I get here to be eating this? Mm. I, and it's like, can I trace this back? And, you know, these are fun games I play, but not everyone's thrilled by them. But, but it does show us a lot about the autopilot programs that we're running on that we didn't install. Yeah. The, right? And I so when you them, know how to. Mm-hmm. I, I call them the internalized beliefs. Yeah. Perfect. They're internalized beliefs that we, they're in our soil. They're down in there. Yeah, they're in and there. And a lot of them aren't even ours. I'm like, this not. didn't start with you. Like this didn't start. We're talking about race. This didn't start with us. Right. This did not start with Tonya and Precious. Like we did not no. invent this concept to sit between us. Like did not. Yeah. So there was a world before that. Yeah. And there's going to be a world after that. Right. What, do, what do we want it to look like? Yeah. Right. And and, yeah. and the constructs are important, I think, so we can see things and pass through them. Like it's it's sort of like, we put them in place so we can better understand our world, but we forget mm-hmm. that we made them and we, we cannot them. make them. Yes. They're just cross throughs. Right. But yeah. so it's, so it's understanding kind of our innate design and how we function and how we interrelate with creation itself. Mm-hmm. And once you get that, so we call it divine design. Once you sort of understand 
that inherent build process, mm-hmm. you start to see how to do it for you, right? Yeah. And, that, and I feel like that's essentially the process you're walking people through. Like, let's dial down and like, what is the essence of you? And what I remember is- getting it down to like, I'm like this, like of, of the avatar. I was like this. And then I was like, oh, and that gave me the freedom to start playing with physique and my avatar and doing things that make me stand out so that I can see what that feels like, right? Doing things that are counterculture, right? Being able to go against it because it's not me, right? That's not who I am. This is how I've agreed to play in all of these different right. spaces. And it's different depending on who I'm with. And, and I think we're entitled to that, right? That That's not hiding. That's not a mask. It's saying, hey, I'm choosing how I want to show up in each of these containers. That's my choice. Yes. And I'm going to be transparent about the fact that you're not going to see this person. And that's okay yeah. with me. You haven't earned the right to get to know that person yet. We're not, we're not like that. Yeah. I love and that. And having the freedom to do it. Yeah, that that is so critical because a lot of what we've been conditioned to do in our performance is to not recognize the choices we have in the performance. That's right. Things happen and we react based on how we've been conditioned to react, but there's always choice. So whatever the trigger is, there's the trigger and then there's the choice. That's right. There's the space where we play, where we figure out, you know, in our amygdala, fight or flight and all the fear and we wrestle with all the things. And then we have a choice to make based on that information. What do we want to do with this? What is our choice? And our choice doesn't have to be the one we've always made. It doesn't even have to be the one we just made. It can be a different one. We have the power to choose that. But sometimes we don't believe enough that we have that level of power. So those internalized beliefs also are at play. Um, For example, if, if I'm in a conflict with my manager, there are things that I believe that I can and cannot say to my manager. And so mm-hmm. that's going to dictate how I respond in this conversation, in this conflict. That's right. So if I haven't right. interrogated or, or wrestled with what I believe, why I believe, and in all of that, what is at the heart of this for me? If I can't mm-hmm. articulate that, if I can't really wrestle with that, it's going to be hard for me to get to resolution in the conflict. We may come to an agreement about how we're going to move forward, but it won't be resolution necessarily Mm -hmm. for me because I don't really know yet how that sits with what I believe about me. Mm, I love that. And, and, and the time to figure that out isn't in the conflict, right? This is the preemptive work we get to do. And um, I remember talking with our daughters about boundaries, right. And stuff and dating and everything. It's like, here's the deal. Like the time to think about this stuff is not in the moment. (laughs) So let me tell you what you're going to be thinking in the moment, (laughs) all kinds of things, right. The time to be thinking about is like, what do I want? Yeah. Right. And what's what what matters to me? What are my bad? And that's, you know, we, we're busy. We're not thinking about those things all the time. And then we find ourselves in situations where it would be really helpful to have a better sense of self, a stronger sense of self, because we're not as easily manipulated, talked into yes. things, influenced. Right. And, and I don't know about you, but that's a big part of our goal is, is to to help people develop to the point where they are much less manipulable, much less influenced by the the tumultuousness around us, right? Much less influenced by someone else's fear, Mm -hmm. someone else's power, someone else's whatever, but being able to stand there in your own and say, okay, I hear you. Exactly. I I feel you. Yep. I have a crazy story when I was in basic training. I um, basic training was a trip, right? I was 27 years old with a master's degree, right? Mind you. And I'm finding myself basic training. 9-11 9-11 happened. I was waiting on um, word back from a doctoral program and it happened and it just shook my world. A month later, I was in the recruiter's office and then a month later, I was, I was the army owned me, right? And I enlisted. 
I, yeah, I know nobody ever was like, you can't do this. You can't do this. You, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. Right. And I did it. So here I'm at basic training with a bunch of 17, 18 year olds, right. <laughs> Which is kind of a fascinating thing. And it was the weirdest experience, but if you want to understand how to program people, yeah, basic training is a great place to go because they're phenomenal at it. That is exactly, I don't care where you're from. I don't care what you feel about me or what you think. Guess what's happening here. Right. And everyone's committed to the same goal. Yeah. And so it, it was super brilliant to watch this process, but it was so, it was the most ridiculous. Like I'm like worse than private Benjamin, if you're familiar with that reference. And so I'm like, what is going on? Like, how did I end up here? Right. God and I are having all kinds of chats the whole time. And um, most of the time I just kind of zoned out. Like, I don't want to be first. And I don't want to be last. I'm just going to mm-hmm. follow what everybody else is doing and, and go yeah. with the flow. And, and that was sort of my survival plan for basic training. And then there came a moment where um, we had to get signed off on something. It was grenades. I, I, had, to, I had to throw grenades, right? Like These stories are fun. Anyway, so we were lined up alphabetically, and my maiden name was towards the beginning of the alphabet. And so I had to go first. So my, my whole survival program of just watch the person in front of me didn't work anymore. Yeah. And I wasn't listening. I was exhausted. I was probably asleep. And I'm like, I don't know what to do here, right? And so I'm like, I can make this up, right? It's just grenades. And so I'm like, so I throw the grenades. I did that well. And I come out and I go to some place and apparently it wasn't the right place I was supposed to be. And at the time that I went through the army, drill sergeants couldn't touch you unless you were a threat to yourself or someone else, right? It, 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 it had progressed in their training, you know? And, and so um, the next thing I knew, I was slammed up against a wall. My head was uh, up against a wall. A drill sergeant was about five, five, red in the face screaming at me spittle coming out of his mouth like I'm like what is going on here and I'm like and and all I could think to do is I was like um I can see you're upset (laughs) I think you're wanting me to understand I really have no idea why you're yelling at me I I have no and that just made him more upset of course but basically I'd gone off into the wrong section and I was going to get killed with grenade fractals whatever but it made for a fun story because I will never forget standing there like this man, I mean, he was enraged and, and it was like, I, I couldn't feel him. I couldn't understand him. I was like, mm. what is going on here? It was like surreal. And, and I just felt like I had this like bubble, this like space between me and him, this light of like, I can observe you, but yeah. I really like, it's just not try. He was like short circuiting. Right. And, and, and as I, and I kept taking myself back to that place. Cause I was like, how is it possible that he was so upset? I literally couldn't feel him. Like I knew it, I could see all the sign and it was that sort of bubble. And it was like, how does that come? Right. What is that? Right. And that that's, Oh, this is beautiful. I hadn't put this together. This you're good. Okay. So that's the CIFA connect. Like that's the bubble that we create that lighted field, right. Where you sit in it and you're like, no, this is all the time. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but we have access to it. Oh, I'm going to get to sit in that one. Thank you for the story. So (laughs) So that so it's a good reminder of the fact that you're like yeah sure whatever turn oh it's a great reminder of how we can hold our space even in the face of um Dr Martin Luther King taught this right he knew if you can't hold that space like all the way down to your roots vibrationally energetically not react Mm -hmm. then you get caught up in it and you Mm -hmm. can't you're in the program and it that's the very program that's keeping us at odds. It takes every single one of us being able to go, okay, hold on. Yeah. I need to know this for me. Right. And giving ourselves permission to say, I don't, I don't know this to be true for me. And yet I can feel it, hear it, see it. And, you know, I'm, I'm listening, yeah. 
but that doesn't mean I'm going to take that program on. And that's essentially what I was doing. I'm not taking your program of fear on into myself because mm-hmm. I'm not afraid right now. And I'm not sure I need to be. And I didn't even know how to do that, but it happened on my behalf, right? Say no, like I'm not, I don't feel that way right now. And I don't want to feel that way right now, right? That's resistance. Look at that beautiful tie-in, absolutely. In a way that actually empowers and changes the environment. Yeah, yep, yep. And just think about the more you do that, Mm -hmm. the more it, it becomes a reinforced characteristic for you. Mm-hmm. Something that we, you we can, can we, we're training it energetically. We can train people to hold that energetic space, yeah. and it's doing wonders. And mm-hmm. because it's like I'm fine, I'm everything's fine. But then that energy comes in, and before we know it, we're back in the program, yeah. and we're operating right. And, and, and catching it is good. I, I think we stand a solid chance of being able to keep them from triggering the program to begin with. Yeah, um, which is huge. Yeah, so. but that is that that is so. There are several reasons that I love that you told that story, but I think there's so much there, even in what we've already talked about. There are so many unspoken rules that are already there. Right. In that's that right. Room. We oh, we could dive into we're like case okay, study. <laughs> there's so many <laughs> internalized beliefs that are in that story. When you, so when you can't find Precious and I, we're we're in a workshop somewhere. We're like, okay, what else can we do here? What other there's friends so can we pull on? Yes, there's so much there. And that's daily life. That's, that's right. daily life. So when we talk about and, I, and when I talk about emotional intelligence and even bring it up, a lot of people are like, oh, emotional intelligence, like that's that's a luxury. That's the stuff that, you know, rich people can afford to have emotional intelligence and <laughs> train in that stuff. No, yeah. it's every single day, it's every decision you make, it's every interaction you have with yourself mm-hmm. and with someone else, because all of these things are always at play. And if oh. you are not like paying attention, that's why I work so deeply with people on raising your self-awareness. If you're not paying attention to what you're feeling, how things mm-hmm. are landing on you, what those rules are that you're agreeing to play by or resisting, like if you're not really clear on what's mm-hmm. happening, then you're just performing. You're just going along to get along. And, and someone else is going to tell you how to feel and what to think right. and everything else. And that's, right. Right. You know, it's, and it's that's a trap. That's not who we want to be. That's not really how we want to live. And so we talk about being who you say you are like really interrogating, who am I? Who do I want to be? Who do I, what is the legacy I want to live or, or that I want to leave, live and leave, right? Okay. <laughs> like, what That's is right. that legacy? And for me, I have a daughter and a son um, and they are beautiful people who have their own opinions and thoughts about all the things. Mm-hmm. They're 15 and 16 now. <laughs> so I don't have to pick clothes anymore. And sometimes that upsets me because I want to pick the clothes because no. Um, no. But- like they have their own their own sense of self. And my job as a parent is to make sure that they are emotionally intelligent. They can make good decisions because they're grounded in who they are. They are clear about what they who they are, what they will say, what they will do, what is non-negotiable for them as people. They can make those decisions. And even when they betray that decision that they've made, they understand how to come back to self, Mm. how to come back to self. And that's so critical because I'm 44 and that's still like it's a work in progress. 
Like, how do I shift and come back to who, who I say I am? Like, yeah. is that me? Mm, I don't know if that was me. Yeah, that was me. You know? <laughs> My husband and I are like, no, that's yours. Nope. You that's got you. That's you. That's got you written all over. You yeah. got to go talk to them. <laughs> That's not my language. So really thinking through, like, as we as we present in this world, are we really being who we say we are? All the pretty things that we say that we are like, are we really that? What what evidence could we show that that's actually who we are? I love it. And and, and it's there's so much in that. So, folks, as we as we wrap up today, remember a few things. One, that that pursuit of self right? There really is no richer experience. It, it's it's really you and you, like you yourself and you. It, it, this is the journey you're having and others align and kind of come into it um, and, and provide richness and, 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 and experiences and all kinds of fun things. And ultimately, you're it, right? And, and, and it's yours and you get to craft it however you want to. And there are many, 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 many layers to that for all of us in terms of how we interconnect with others and society. Um, and it's worth the journey, right? And 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 even if you your your rock is is not fair, right? And none of them are, and some are much less fair than others. It's an opportunity. I see it as an opportunity because what I'm seeing on the other side are the people that emerge from that are leading us forward. Mm-hmm. And so, just something to 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 hold in your hearts is that. The more we're willing to persevere, the more effective we can be, the better um, utilized we can be as we as we endeavor to create spaces where we can have more real conversations, right? Where it's just a given that we're going to have the courtesies and the considerations and the the um, grace and, and, and space with each other, knowing that we're all doing the same thing. We're all walking this path and trying to figure ourselves out. So Precious, I do want to ask before we close up here um, in your work and what you're doing in the world. Again, thank you so much for all of that. How can we best support your work um, and the and the work in the communities that you work in? How, how, what can we do? Is there anything that if you if you could just say, hey, this is what could re- be really helpful. Well, is there something? I think that the journey, the way you just described it, it's a self journey. It's not a bandwagon journey. It's a self journey. Um, So there's actually a journal that I just released. It's on the website. It's called Me University 30 Day Journey to Me. And it explores the unspoken rules, the internalized beliefs, the reinforced characteristics and the values as a part of the the roots, that that soil that's there that you're pulling from um, to, to shift how you may be living. If you are attempting to be who you say you are, how are you doing that? When does that require you to speak up? When does that require you to step back and listen? But if you are not grounded in who you actually are underneath the surface, then it's going to be hard for you to speak up. It's going to be uncomfortable for you to sit in spaces and stand in spaces where things are not flowing as they should be until you really are grounded in who you are. And Mm -hmm. so my challenge to everyone is to go on the journey to really be who you say you are. Mm, Beautiful. Well, I think that's the perfect note to end on. Thank you, Precious, for your work and for your words and your willingness to be who you are um, in the continued pursuit of that. That It's it's, it's a lifelong journey and and there's always advanced courses, folks. So don't think you're going to get bored with it. Just keep (laughs) going. Trust me, it just keeps getting better. 
Um, so thank you from our hearts to yours. And thank you to all of you who endeavor to know yourselves, right? And and remember, it's messy. We're, it's all messy and, and we're working through it. Um, and we will get there together. So precious, thank you. And thank you all for listening. And until next time, we love you all. Make sure you get over to superpowerexperts.com and check out CIFA and learn how you can incorporate that into your life to know what that feels like, to have that energetic space to hold yourself against the storm, right? You, you don't need to, you don't need to get swept up in it, right? And so, so we can help you there. Go check that out. Go over to silentrocks.com and check out Precious's work. And until next time, folks, we love you. Love each other. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.